Welcome to Two Dudes, One Movie Podcast, the podcast where two dudes dive into cinematic masterpieces from a different decade each week. Right now, we're in between seasons, and so instead of our regular scheduled programming, we're here with something new. It's time for some debates, and our debate today is going to be a good one. Rick, we're debating, are movies better off without theaters? I think this is going to be a good one. I'm pretty passionate about one side of this. I know you kind of fall on the other end to an extent. Um, so I think we will have a some solid talking points from both sides and perspectives to share. It is. And Park, this is this is coming from both of us being uh, Regal Unlimited holders. It's true. You You finally came back to the glorious side of a Regal Unlimited member. And I'm so proud of you for that. It's already paying for itself, Park. I've seen three movies already since we I got know. Out. It's a great it's month. Incredible. Finally, we had a dip in the, in the fall for uh, movies. There wasn't a whole lot going out. But now that we're hitting the end of the year stride, Christmas season's coming up soon. We're starting to get some nice releases that weren't pushed back because of the strikes. So, um, yeah, very excited about that. Well, I'm excited to tear down your argument, Park. I know you're, you're excited as well. Shall we dive in? Yeah, I don't know if you're going to tear it down. But for all of our listeners out there that have forgotten how these debates work, we're just going to give you a quick little recap. So how it's going to work is both sides will get a chance to share their thoughts and opinions, and then we will have a short rebuttal session. During that first opinion-sharing session, neither side can talk over each other, but the second session, anything is fair in love and war. But please, Rick, you're first this week. I am first. Go ahead. I feel like first... That's why we. That's why it's good that we just try to alternate. I feel like first always has it, always has it worst, as they say, Park. That's true. So here you go, Park. Uh, I have a note in here. I just want to say it. I'm a Regal Unlimited holder, so it gives me credibility to say it. Regal is a soul-sucking company. Okay, I just wanted to say that before I get into this argument. Um, the biggest point to me is what makes streaming. Why I think that if we had to choose, I think that right now we're in a world, and I hope the world stays that we have both. I think both are important, right? Because I want I want to see, like, right now we're, we're recording this and the newest Hunger Games entry into their universe comes out this week, right? I want to see that in theaters. Of course I want to see it in theaters. I want to see movies like Top Gun 2 in theaters. And there's a reason. There's a place for theaters. Um, I, I think there's also a, a place for uh, streaming. And if I had to, like, absolutely choose one, and I think that better, that movies would be better off with this in the future than... The other one, I'm going to go streaming. Biggest thing I'm going to go here is that's cheap and accessible. Um, one, I'll g- I'm going to get into a little bit of these average prices in a minute, but the accessibility I think is huge, right? Like you can access these streaming services, you can you can pirate streaming services and all these different things in the you, entire world. Are you? Well, sug- I don't pi- I don't pirate park. Are you suggesting so. that others do illegal activity? Rick? No, no, I'm not park. I'm not. I'm just saying I'm talking about the accessibility of streaming things. Okay. So I just think anywhere you are in the world, you can stream these beautiful movies. Um, I think when we get into the, I'm going to, that it's cheap, right? I know that there's always, I feel like I see jokes all the time and of people are on, if you're on budgeting TikTok or financial TikTok, you always see little TikToks of people adding up all their streaming services. The greatest part about streaming services is how much, um, it's like every other month there's new deals, you know, right? Just create another email. And get another free month if you really want to. 
And if not, it's like eleven ninety nine, whatever it is. So get pick your stream platform, cancel it, you can cancel it anytime. We're going eliminate You gotta wait three months because they're really trying to lock you in. So we're talking about I think it's way cheaper than movies, right? We're talking about that. The average price of a family of four seeing a movie in theaters, including popcorn and two sodas, is seventy five dollars park. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money for a family of four to see mo- a movie in theaters. Um, one of my favorite things, Park, is I get to pause when I piss. I think pa- pause when you piss is incredible. It's an incredible feeling that I can pause my movie and piss. But, uh, Park, I, I'm a, a frequent um, water drinker. So, a drinker of all kinds, actually. Sodas, water, some alcohols, big wine guy. These things make me have to pee. Um, especially if I'm getting a dinner before the movies. I'm filling up at the movie. I get a soda. Park, I got to pee. So how am I? I just I got to run out and do the little pee scamper. And if that stream is a little longer, it's another seconds I can't be with my movie. Pause when you piss. Big plus for me. Um, I don't need to pay out of my mind for snacks. Absolutely massive. I know people are saying that, like, you know, you can sneak in snacks. I think that the pro, the pro movies will be it's okay to sneak in snacks if you want to get past the cost. But Park, these movies... The movie theaters aren't staying alive when you're sneaking in snacks. That's where all of that most of their income comes from. So if you really are supporting movies, buy buy some snacks. Um, uh, annoying audience members. I get to watch movies and not have to worry about an annoying audience member. Absolutely incredible, incredible experience. I had an annoying audience member when I watched. Um, uh, we both saw it the same night a few days ago. What was the movie called? The Holdovers. Holdovers. Can I think of that? Had an annoying person through that park throughout the movie. It was unfortunate, but the movie, uh, one of the best movies I watched this year, so obviously it didn't take away too much. Sometimes it does, though. And my biggest points that I will stand by until the end is that there's so many streaming services now and so many ways to make a name for yourself and get your content out there that it has its opportunity. There's opportunity here that if we just had theaters, we wouldn't have. The life and soul of Hollywood, the life and soul of filmmaking is not the marvels, right? It's not the people that are just trying to get a quick buck. It's the people that care about making quality cinema. And it's the reality is that streaming gives you, whether you like it or not, streaming gives you more opportunity than a movie theater does. At my Regal Park, for The Holdovers, which again, I think The Holdovers is one of the best movies that I've seen this year. And I'm even gonna, I'll, I'll say the same about thing about when Parasite came out. The Regal near me, I can only talk about that, only had two showings of Parasite when it came out. Which, in Park, if I forgetting, Parasite was nominated as being the best picture of the year, and won the best picture of the yeah, year. Yeah, I was gonna say it didn't just get nominated. It won. So these movies, like these storytellers, need. I I want them to have spotlight. I think we are getting we're up to a point now because I think our industry with Hollywood in the U.S. like we're not cranking out a lot of great original content, and again, it sucks. Like I hate that, and but. Like Netflix has so much amazing content from all these other countries that are as original and mind blowing. And we're getting incredible stories from this. And that's just Netflix. There's so many other streaming services and so many other ways that we can get incredible content or ways from actually passionate filmmakers that want to tell these stories. Yeah, that's a, there we go, Park. That's my point. Well, Rick, that was really great. Great points. You uh, articulate your argument really well. So I'm proud of you for that. Now let okay, me explain to everyone. better than the first. Let me explain to everyone why um, my point is the correct one. So I, I saw you typing over there. 
Uh, yeah, well, I, I'm I'm typing my counterpoints when we start rebuttaling each other, Rick. I, I, I got to stay prepared. Got to stay on top of the game. Uh, but before we get to the rebuttals, here's my argument. Rick, this is a no-brainer. Movies are not better off without theaters. The theater experience, Rick, is a magical place that can literally transport you to any place, time, location, for two hours with nothing but complete focus on the story playing out in front of you. Not only that, without theaters, you're not getting big budget films that mainstream media loves. People love the idea of waiting to watch on streaming. But if you really love your superhero flicks or your blockbuster movies, you need to go see them in theater. Because, Rick, there is no financial model of success by putting a $200 million film on a streaming platform. They're never going to recoup their losses. They're never going to recoup their budget if that's the only model the industry follows. And, Rick, if that is the model the industry follows, it's just another movie pass waiting to happen. But let me get back to what makes movie theater so special. And I'm going to get a little personal here. It's going to be a personal anecdote. Back in 2012, I was 16 years old. I hadn't been to a movie theater in quite some time, uh, but I just gained a new level of freedom in my life with a driver's license, and Rick, I went to the movies. I remember sitting in a nearly empty theater, I think it was like in the afternoon, a Sunday afternoon, watching this story play out in front of me. The surround sound speakers transporting me into the environment. I could hear the rustles of the trees. The composition of the frames were so beautiful and articulate and their design plastered on a giant screen in front of me. I was completely enamored with this thing called cinema. And Rick, you want to know what movie that was? 2012? Was it the movie 2012? No, Rick. It was Dark Shadows starring Johnny Depp. Now that's it's not, not a movie. that's no. That's not a that's not a good movie. But that tells me something, Rick. That tells me something very very important. I fell in love with cinema that day, not because of a good movie, but because of the theater, because of the theater experience. Rick, it's not just it's not just watching something and ingesting content. It's about an experience, something that cannot be replicated, even in the most wealthy of houses with their 80-inch flat screen TV and their recliner chair. It's not the same experience, Rick. There is no comparison to watching a film on a giant screen with a projector shooting a beam of light out beyond you in a dark room. All I can say, again, is it's, it's magical. It's a magical experience, and it deserves to be lived on and carried on for generations to come because that's the way movies were meant to be seen in a theater with people around you in a community enamored by storytelling. And that's where I will end my, my argument and we can enter into the rebuttal phase because I got plenty of rebuttals, Rick. Great park. I got a quick one real quick, please. Quick one real quick. You just, you're just encouraging that people aren't going to have their big budgets right you were you see movies based off of the same streaming model of netflix if every single person had that streaming model it does the same thing that you did 
no matter what, you're not going to get these big budget movies either way. Well, I'm not following that argument. So your streaming model that you're paying with Regal, it acts so similarly to Netflix. Rick, the the studios, every time I use my card to go to a theater, Regal is paying the studios their share. Regal so is taking that so then money. Shutting, so then you're against the theater then? No, because it gets more people into the theater. And again, like you said... Do you buy popcorn every time you see one of these movies? Rick, we almost buy popcorn and a large soda almost every time that we go to the theaters. Yeah, we pork. we invest in our theaters. We understand the importance of that. And especially, especially as subs- subscription holders like that, we understand where the finances come from, Rick. So, yes... Yes, we do, Rick. We we back it up with our actions. I also buy popcorn every time. So good man. Just so we're clear. <laughs> good man, Rick. <laughs> Rick, I gotta I gotta first start off the beginning of your argument. You were you were arguing for the theater experience, so that clearly means it's a necessity, and that it's theaters. Movies are better that's off a, with that's theaters. Streaming is cheap and accessible. That was my first actual point. No, well, you were what, saying what you, my first you were saying as top you you want to go see like movies like Top Gun and stuff like that on the big screen. Yeah, but we're so we're arguing. I think there's a world where they can both fit. We're arguing what is better off without the other. So if you killed, so if I had to kill either one, I'd kill theaters. Mm. I agree that there are pluses and minuses to both, but to mine is I think that that streaming is more important than theaters today. Fair enough, Rick. All right, if that's where we're going, but I, I still, completely am against you in that proposition. Um, Rick, you did one. Your first major point, like you just said, then is the cheap and accessibleness of the film. But again, that's not. There's no practical financial model behind that. Every movie, not even necessarily big budget, but mid-level budget. These, unless they're major hits on the streaming service, they're taking huge financial losses. That's and where so, creativity comes out, Park. I don't care. Like honestly, like I don't really don't care if these big blockbusters aren't a thing. Are you really for more Marvel movies? I'm not necessarily for more Marvel movies, but I think that there are great big budget films still out there. I mean, you could consider Killer of the Flower Moons. That's a big budget film. It's not a blockbuster, you know, superhero movie, but that's was a $200 million film and yeah, Apple it's be on Apple TV is are we three weeks yet it is going to be it is going to be on Apple TV I think it's I think it's 80 days or something like that it's it's kind of a bit of a theatrical window so they, they extended it I know that I think it was three weeks originally and then they negotiated but you know what um to my point I, and I actually love the way Apple is going about with their model I think that's the smartest way I don't understand why every streaming service that is producing content on their own isn't initially initially putting movies into the theater even if they're shorter theatrical windows because there are people like me there are true theater loving people who are going to go see those films still especially if they have the regal unlimited plans and they can just you know support their theaters by getting concessions and stuff like that you know we are people who who want to go have the true experience Films were meant to be seen on the biggest screen possible. And with the advancements in technology and IMAX cameras and all of these things, they're meant to be seen on these mega screens. They're meant to put you into the story, Rick. But like I said, I think Apple's doing it the right way, having Cure the Flower Moons 
come out in theaters first before going onto their streaming surface. They're able to recoup some, recoup some of the costs that they have. It's able to be a, a great word of mouth marketing ploy. It's going to drive more subscribers to the uh, the subscription place, and they're not going to take as big of a loss if they just put it directly on streaming because even if they don't make back all their budget, they're still making part of that budget back in the in the box office numbers. So I think that that's, that's the right way to go. Um, Rick, pause and piss. Pause and piss. Well, that's my best. That's that's my <laughs> not my strongest argument. That's my favorite argument, though. Pause when I piss, Fork. That, sure, Rick. But you're you're acting like we're not a grown grown adults that can't hold our bladder for a couple of hours, Rick. And also, when Fork, you I, when I you pause, adult, but I cannot. When you pause a film and you leave your movie watching experience, you're you're disconnecting yourself from the story. You're in movies and films deserve our attention, our utmost respect and attention. Just go to the theater and go to the bathroom before you walk into the theater and you'll be a-okay, Rick. Well, Park, my biggest and strongest point, and that's why I finished here, is is opportunity and how I, my regal, and I'm only can compare things to my regal. It's the only one I have here in Asheville is the one near me, why I have regal unlimited. Um, I could not watch Past Lives, which is one of the one of the greatest movies of this year. They never showed it. Not even near the end of the cycle, they never showed it. I had to wait to stream Past Lives, Park. And that's the same with so many movies. I think they re they had to re-release Parasite because they realized, oh, Parasite's a good movie. I guess eight months later, we'll show it. Whereas I could watch Parasite and stream it so many months earlier. And same with Past Lives. I didn't have the option to go to a theater. My strongest point for streaming is that we get filmmakers and we get people that care about the arts and not the money. And when you don't get that, you don't get that anymore with with a lot of these only theater things. That that's why I think that if we had theaters and we didn't have streaming, like the world sucks in that way is that we're only going to be getting so many Marvel movies and we're only going to be getting I think all that. If we had if we didn't have the streaming services though, we'd have a lot more art house theaters which those type of films would become more accessible. I think the problem is regals and amcs they're catering to the mainstream they're catering to what's going to bring in the biggest box offices where something like past lives which is an absolutely darling of a masterpiece of a film is not mainstream it's not bringing in the hype it's not bringing in the buzz it's a smaller release and so they're not going to invest their resources into it where something like an art house theater would. If we had less streaming and more theaters, we'd have more art house theaters. Therefore, we would have more opportunities for you to go see Past Lives in a theater. I don't necessarily think that's true. That, that's an assumption. I don't think you can make an argument based off an assumption. Because before streaming, there's still a lot of movies that have better runs after their, I guess, domestic successes in, in like other foreign countries, right? And then... Because, but then theaters just refuse to put them on because, again, like you're going to keep getting the, the Titanic, like the Titanic, I can't argue Titanic, I don't know that came out of my mouth. You're going to keep getting the Marvel movies, you're going to keep getting the cheap action movies, the Transformers, you're going to keep getting that, and that's going to load up eight theaters. So I guess that's going to make money, and I, that's that's the fall of humanity is why we're choosing Transformers over everything else. But uh, fall of humanity, fall of cinematic humanity, I guess. <laughs> but I just think that, <laughs> but like, I just think that we're. I think that the streaming opened doors to storytellers. It, it opened doors to storytellers that even female storytellers, it opened up all these doors to whereas it's not just this little old boys club over in Hollywood. We get it everywhere, Park. We get it all around the world. 
I mean, you could say that just in general about the internet and YouTube itself as well. Yeah, it's a great. It's, it's I mean, streaming wouldn't be a thing without it. So, YouTube, it, YouTube can also be considered streaming in a way. Rick, I, I, I think you bring up a lot of great points, and I think a lot of people are going to like your argument and agree with your your perspective. But at the end of the day, movies were meant to be seen on the big screen, and it's almost something you can't articulate and put real arguments behind. It's just a feeling. Yeah, but you know how much a movie, when movies were made, when movies were first made and they were first thrown on a big screen, do you know the cost of an average family of four seeing those movies? probably like 25 cents yeah like under under a dollar and even with inflation we're seeing an, a dramatic increase well that in sounds economics that's and again that's not the, that's not the movie theater's fault but that's just the time of life that we live right now park and that's so what i'm arguing 75 dollars for family four to see a movie is absolutely insane it's economic times rick call it's up true. your congressman not your movie theaters i, I, don't, I mean that's why streaming streaming's better right now all right well, I think we're going to have to conclude our arguments for today. Rick, any any final thoughts? Anything you need to say before we wrap this thing up? Oh, Park, I think I'm good. How about uh, you? Unfortunately, I think I'm good as well. But everybody out there, you need to decide who won this debate. Let us know in the comments below. We'd love for you to tell us who you thought won the debate. Make sure to share and like our social videos as well, our shorts. We're all over Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. We've got a great following, Rick, and we want to keep expanding that so more and more people hear our perspectives on theaters and streaming and superheroes and all of these great things. Don't you agree? I do agree, Park. And I, I do want to say my sources are cited. I looked up on my Regal app of a family of four seeing a movie. Wow. So I didn't make that. I didn't pull a number out of my butt. Rick, good work. I'm very proud so, of you. Just had to put in the citation there. Yeah, but uh, again, everyone, please just go go search up Two Dudes, One Movie Podcast. Follow all of our social channels. We'd really appreciate that so much. We want to interact. We want to hear you guys. Yeah, this is a community of film, film fanatics coming together, exploring new movies, talking about movie topics. It's a really great time. You're not going to want to miss out on it. Uh, especially as we start to gear up for our second season, which we'll be releasing in the very near future, Rick. January 2nd, I heard, Mark. January 2nd is the rumored date. We'll see if that sticks. Only time will tell. It's true. All right, everyone. With that, you've been watching Two Dudes, One Movie Podcast, the podcast where two dudes dive into cinematic masterpieces from a different decade each week. Thank you so much for listening to our debates. Hopefully you liked my debate. I think Rick might have given his best debate of the in-between season because this isn't really a season, Rick. But that this might have been your strongest debate. I have to give you that. So um, I commend you. But everyone else out there, see you next time. Don't forget to pause when you piss.